Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first edition of Say Who Say Pod in a, in a very long time. Uh, I I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. It was it was. I think it was when USC and UCLA were still in the in the conference. Is that, well, that correct, ju- Danny? That, that just happened, right? Because we woke up and we we <laughs> yesterday we found out the the Pac-12 had died at the age of one oh seven. Like, yes. are, are, it, it's dead, right? Like, it, I mean, they're talking about like George Klappenkopf is trying to say something <laughs> like, "Oh, we might re- do," but it's it's dead, right? The Pac the the the, the Pacific Athletic Conference, it, which has existed since nineteen fifteen in some version or another, like it's pretty much de facto dead, right? Uh I. I've been writing it as it's it's dead as we know it, holding out some, you know, okay, maybe they expand, maybe they add a couple of Mountain West teams, maybe they go after some Big 12 teams. I know today they said it kind of made it obvious, not that they have any other choice, but that their attention is turning toward expansion and, and adding members. Um, it, it's, it, feels, it's a it feels dead, it's, though. It's a glorified Mountain West or, or Big West or whatever. Like, it becomes a second – it's a mid-major. It's not. Yeah. A, it's it's not a Power Five. It, without USC and UCLA, it's not a Power Five conference. And as much as I think Washington and Oregon together searching for a new home would have something to offer, you 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 do kind of have to ask yourself, um, what does it say that you don't want to be a part of a conference where Washington and Oregon are the premier programs? Yeah, I mean that's that is the that is the tough part. It's better for Washington and Oregon if they go to the Big Ten. Like, there's oh, no doubt sure. about that. But there's there's part of me that feels like that's crummy for Washington state and Oregon state. Like that's a, that really sucks. Ba- it's a really bad situation for them. I don't feel great about that at all. And going to be part of the big, t- I don't know. I hear all these people that are excited about, Oh, this new sort of chapter of it. None of this helps the fans. Like some executives are going to make more money and some TV, TV stations are going to make a lot more money. None of this, none of this really helps the fans. It's a sad day. No, I think it sucks for the fans. Like you said, it sucks for the the lower revenue programs, lower profile programs that that don't have the the huge fan bases and are in huge TV markets like Oregon State and Washington State. Who, you know, I like college football is a completely different sport if you omit those sort of programs from contention with in, in the power conferences. You know, the, every now and then the fact that like Oregon State might have a run where they they win nine or ten games and you know beat the hell out of Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl and you know Washington State can make a run to a couple Rose Bowls and it it just if if it's if it's really moving toward one or two super conferences where it's essentially college football's version of the AFC and the NFC the SEC and the Big Ten um I don't know even even if you're a fan of one of those smaller schools I don't know how you go from at least holding out hope that every now and then you're you're going to be included on the big stage if, if the stars align and you put together a great season to now, what will they be playing for? I mean, will it be the Mountain West? Will it be the Big 12? Will it be a, a new conference with schools from either one of those those leagues? I don't know. Let's Let's start with how this happened. How did we get to this point? Because you've got a piece on The Athletic that kind of basically says – USC and UCLA read the tea leaves here. Like they, they, they decided, okay, we got to decide what's best for us. And this is my vantage point that they're like, we'd rather hop on board with the big 10 than try and rebuild the PAC 12. Yeah. I think every, all the messaging coming out of USC and UCLA is we had no choice 
and anyone in our position would have done the same thing. How did it get to this point? Well, I, I saw somebody wrote and recorded a poem um, directed at <laughs> directed at an individual who ultimately <laughs> I think is going to bear a significant portion of the blame for this. <laughs> I'm mad at Larry Scott, man. Like it's, it's it's hard not to point the finger at him, dude. How much is his TV network worth now? Like that's that's all uh, I could think of as this was going uh, on because he less. <laughs> He pulled off like one of the greatest con jobs, like Kaiser Soze convincing the greatest trick the devil devil ever pulled off is that convincing people the devil didn't exist like this. What Larry Scott pulled off in the Pac-12, he convinced them to pay him like a TV executive because he built a TV network, which Mm -hmm. he couldn't get on half the television sets in the conference's footprint. So by that measure was a terrible television executive then said, well, but we still have the infrastructure that's still worth something. And now there's no USC, no UCLA. You've lost not just the biggest television market in, in your conference, one of the biggest television markets in the country. And what, what's that, what's that TV? You're going to, that TV network is going to get sold for parts now. And all of the, asking people to be patient just wait just wait till this next media deal you know it's 2024 this is this is our chance we're going to close the gap it's going to be worth so much and we were so smart to keep it in-house and not partner with a network um i do you know i don't i don't really put any blame with usc and ucla because like you said i would i would tend to agree with you they they took the temperature they looked around and they said you know what what this is this is the only move, right? Mm-hmm. And and they landed in a conference that happens to align with their their goals and their status academically and and all those sort of things. Because <laughs> that because that matters. That's, That's really important. No, hey, 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 Mike. Now Mike Bond said, Danny. He said it wasn't just about money. That's and I I think we need to take him at his word. That's my favorite part where people are like, well, I I think that Washington measures up to the Big Ten as a research university. <laughs> like, you think that matters? <laughs> like, anybody thinks that? I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess they might have some qualms about taking Arizona State that lets everybody in. But even then, if the money was right, the Arizona State would get in the Big Ten. Like, it's a matter of the money not being right. Yeah, it's what it's what the TV networks want. In this case, likely Fox. Is there anything – And because, look, I'm all on board with Larry Scott Haight, and I did write a poem about all the things that I hope happen to him, including I hope he gets a splinter in his thumb that ends up getting infected, and he also right. gets in, Very diagnosed with gout. Yeah, like I want, I, want, I want bad things to happen to him. I hope all the bad things in the world happen to him. Um, is there anything he could have done differently that would have changed this? Because, like, you really – it's an arms race – and the Pac-12 has a couple of real disadvantages, time zone, geographic spread, and passion of the fan base. Like, those are three legitimate where you're looking and comparing it to other conferences, and specifically the Big Ten and the SEC. Is, is there something he could have done differently? One thing that I feel like is kind of running in the background of this, and if it had been the other way, I don't know that it would have changed anything, but there has 
definitely been a sense that USC was frustrated with the, the uh, equal revenue sharing arrangement that they look around and say, well, we're so valuable to this league to the point that now that they're leaving, everyone just assumes that the conference is dead yet we're raking the same amount of money off of this, this media deal that we drive as schools that aren't driving nearly as much attention as, or profile as we are. Can we, can we pause just for a second? That is freaking hilarious to think about a college that has amateur athletes that it says you get rewarded with your scholarship saying we don't get our fair share of the pie (laughs) we actually i mean there's like that's it's pretty rich that that a a, a, an executive at a school can make that argument given the the blatant hypocrisy that 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 stands with how they how they have their now now go ahead and resume with the big picture. I, I don't I, I don't know that that's anything they have said publicly or that like if they drew up a list of, you know, here's our like five biggest frustrations with the Pac-12. I don't know where that ranks on it. I just know that in some of our reporting that I've read, that's kind of come out. Um, but I think just the larger theme, Larry Scott throughout his tenure probably could have done more to make USC feel special, you know, to <laughs> to bend to them a little bit. That's the only thing I like that he didn't do. Yeah, like well, they're, they're, they're kinda, but but, the, but do you but do you like no, it now? <laughs> no, no, I don't like it now, Christian. <laughs> I don't like it now at all. I woke up and found out they hightailed it out of here. The two blue bloods are like, "Hey, you get what you want to bolt," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, all right, let's go." And then it was an Irish goodbye. Like they were no. just gone. Poof, vamoose. I do. I think of a couple stories because, like John Wilner, who you know obviously is is so plugged in and does such a great job covering the conference for the San Jose Mercury News. He he really had been banging the drum over a number of years about the the way that the Pac-12 disadvantages its best teams in scheduling for just no reason, and you know the idea of two road back-to-backs or a road back-to-back with the second game against a team coming off a bye, and the way that they arranged Friday night stuff. And I think he pointed out a couple times that like USC kind of fell victim to some of that, and he always posed the question: Would the SEC ever do this to Alabama? You know, would the Big Ten ever do this to Ohio State or Michigan? And I, he took some heat for that. Like, oh man, like look at this guy. You know, this guy in the media advocating for the Pac-12 to make life easier on the poor little USC Trojans. And I get that sentiment, but that is one thing I kind of look back at now and just wonder. Look, this came down to, to the opportunity for a, a huge windfall in TV money. Uh, any number of little factors added up. I don't know would have changed anything, but. Uh, there, there was plenty for USC to feel like it, it wasn't getting all that it should have out of the Pac-12. I, I'm honestly, I'm not mad at them. Like, I'm not mad at USC and UCLA. Like, I think this stinks, and I, I really am. It's, I, I'm bummed because I liked, I liked having a West Coast conference, and yeah. I, I know all of all of the facts that you point to of what they had no teams in the college football playoff any of the past five years. They've had in, in, in that same time, so in four NCAA tournaments, because one's, one was canceled, there were three times that they sent only three teams to March Madness to the men's basketball tournament. Like, it's, it's been down. And, and I get if you're U, USC and UCLA looking at it and saying, this is going to start affecting our recruiting. Like, this is, if it hasn't already, we're going to, we've, we've got to get, we, we've, we've got to get out of here. Like, revenue-wise, profile-wise, we have to. What's just sad about it is that, man, like w- we've lost. Like we don't have we don't have our conference anymore. 
I, I never I never thought that like, well, you know, the Pac-12 is the best and it's it's the one I care about. But it was the one I cared about the most. And it's it's not ever going to be the same again. And that sucks. I, I think we've made pretty clear just through some of the conversations we've had, like you're probably you probably fall more in the, the old school fan region of. Yeah, I like that college football is regional. I want mm-hmm. my favorite team to win its league. And whatever happens after that is is awesome. The Rose Bowl is still a big deal. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people out here still fall in that. I, I see some Washington fans, you know, oh, if they could get to the Big Ten, like this is an upgrade. This would be awesome. Um, you know, college stuff changes. College football evolves. The sport is always moving in a, a new direction. You know, we we would all end up just just finding new stories to write and adapting to a new normal. But um, you know, I don't care so much on an annual basis about the college football playoff, frankly. Mm-hmm. I watch it, and I make time to watch it. I make sure I watch it, and I'm entertained by it when the games are close, and it's fun to watch you know, the the sport played at the highest level and all those sort of things. Um, but I, I really, I mean, just the, you're coming at it from a fan perspective, even from a neutral, a neutral observer perspective, someone in the media. I've only ever covered sports on the west coast and college football on the west coast i i'd rather watch arizona state and colorado at 7 30 than than alabama and lsu in primetime on cbs you know i'll watch both but i'm probably more interested in what's going on out here because that's that's just what i've i've come to know i think it's a is it a lagging brand? Is it a, an inferior brand of football compared to the rest of the country at this point? Yeah, but it is still its its own unique thing, and I've always appreciated that. And it's it really sucks that it's not it's not going to be the same going forward. And it, in terms of a power conference out here, it might not exist at all. All right, let's shift a little bit to what happens to Washington. What happens to Washington? Well. I, I think that they need to um, they need to form. I, don't, I hesitate to use the word alliance. <laughs> that didn't go so well. What was that? ACC, Big Ten, Pac twelve. We're going to be the alliance. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Somebody somebody broke the rules of that alliance. Um, look, I, I think Washington and Oregon need to do what they can to tie their fates together because they do have. They do have the most to sell of the the remaining ten, the left behind ten, however you, however you want to refer to them. Um, Washington feels like it's it's really well positioned in its TV market. Um, as much consternation as there might be over lagging season ticket sales over the last couple of years for reasons out of their control, COVID within their control, Jimmy Lake, Jimmy um, <laughs> they they still have uh, a lot of support. Uh, a big alumni base, a big donor base. Um, it was their donors who, you know, who kind of got them through the pandemic without having to cut sports. So, you know, the resources are there and the financial support is there. There is, it legs behind that in the sec in the big 10, but there is still a large group of people who are very interested in seeing Washington compete in football at the highest levels. Um, Oregon has a more recognizable brand nationally. They don't have the TV market, but everybody knows, what the University of Oregon is about football wise, they're associated with Nike. Phil Knight is Phil Knight. So, you know, I think those two schools together are gonna find a, a reasonable landing place. It's hard to see them left out in the cold and not at the table in terms of having access to 
a national championship opportunity or, you know, being in that group of teams that can reasonably get to the playoff, whatever the playoff looks like. I don't know if that means they're going to be in the Big Ten. Sounds like the Big Ten is is maybe done for now or, or at least, you know. Yeah, that, that was we'll, that we'll, was. That was Dennis Dodds, right? Dennis Dodds I, yeah. of CBS said that the Big Ten has indicated that it has no plans to expand right now. Like it's told Oregon and Washington, there's no room at the inn. Like go find a manger to sleep in. And there's a lot, yeah, a lot of right the, now for now waiting. The on assumption Notre Dame. is they're wa- they're waiting to see about Notre Dame, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think Notre Dame is joining a conference in football. They've got their own TV deal, but maybe I'm wrong. That's that my assumption is there's no way that Notre Dame is going to decide to join a conference. Well, there's some they're they're committed to the ACC's TV deal in some way. Are I mean, if people are interested. Pete Sampson had a really good breakdown of it on the Athletic, um, and his conclusion was kind of that the this changes the math a little bit for Notre Dame. That if the Big Ten puts a figure in front of them that is just astronomical. And the the narrative on the ACC's TV deal is that it kind of sucks, and they're locked into it till like twenty thirty five. Um, that you know maybe maybe this is what makes sense now for Notre Dame to finally join a conference. So we'll see. You know they they they've always valued their independence. Yeah. Pete, Pete made the point though that um, their desire to be independent was pretty closely tied to it being the 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 right financial move. So. Interesting. If that's, oh, that'd be fascinating. To if see that's if that changed goes. now, then we'll we'll see. Is there a scenario where Washington but and and Oregon end up split? One ends up going and, and the other doesn't. Well, if the Big Ten, mm-hmm. I mean, or or the SEC or the ACC, but I mean, really, this is about the Big Ten at this point. If the Big right. Ten wants one of them and not the other, then absolutely. You know, like I, this isn't this. If like if Washington State had the profile that Oregon had, if you, if you take what the University of Oregon is football wise and just put it on Washington State and in Pullman and everything, then I think Washington would probably proceed with with the thought that it's you know we're linked, we're together, mm-hmm. we're we're not going to break from our our, our in state rival Wazoo if you just want us if if they're offering what Oregon could offer. But if it's Washington and Oregon and the Big Ten comes calling and says, hey, Oregon, you know, come join this Super League. But Washington, eh, like, of course, Oregon's going to like Oregon's not going to care at all what what Washington's fate is. And I would think it would be vice versa. I just think their value is is better together. And for a lot like I know it's been it's been um, theorized that maybe USC and UCLA or just the Big Ten external of USC and UCLA would want them to have like West coast destinations to travel to for conference games. And so if that's the idea, you're not going to add just one school. You'd probably add them in pairs. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't like if the opportunity arose for either Washington or Oregon to improve its fortunes alone, I think either would jump at it. I spent a little time last night in an Oregon duck spaces. Is that what those things are called on Twitter? Oh yeah, there's on like Twitter. a bunch of people like that are sitting there talking to each other. Nick Cody was was on it, and there were a bunch of other people. Who's the guy that covers the Ducks for the Oregonian? Uh, James Crepia. I think he was on that as well, and they're just talking. And so I asked this: this is an this is an honest question with a little bit of there's slight self-effacing, but I'm also ripping on Oregon, so I feel who's more delusional? Washington fans who assume 
that we are actually that Washington is actually a preferable choice for the Big Ten because of our the the academically prowess of our institution, or Duck fans who assume that Oregon's recent track record of success makes them actually the natural accompaniment to USC as opposed to UCLA. Because there was there was a heavy feeling in in the in the spaces last night with Oregon that this this might have or, the Big Ten absolutely wants Oregon like absolutely wants Oregon where I'm like kind of kind of you look at the signs it looks like the Big Ten yeah they wanted USC and UCLA and now they'll figure out what else is coming in but nobody nobody else is guaranteed to get in there from from the West Coast in just looking at it through those parameters. Uh-huh. UW, UW thinking its academics would be enough. Oregon thinking its its recent success would be enough. I think in that case, Washington is probably being more delusional. Oh, come on, I mean, the Ducks are nouveau riche. Isn't Michigan looking down at their nose where you guys have been here for about five minutes? Plus, you cheat. Here's what I'm interested in, though. Obviously, TV markets, you know, the traditional idea of TV markets still matter. Uh, in that case... You know, Port, I think Portland is like 25th or something like that. It, it lags behind Seattle quite a ways. But in this new world of, of streaming services, does that matter less? I mean, do you, like if, if Oregon is a national brand and you feel like if Oregon's in a primetime matchup with, you know, whoever, and you think you're, you're going to reach people in oh, interesting. F- Florida yeah. and Texas and the, the Midwest and you know people see oh Oregon Oregon's on TV I'm going to watch Oregon doesn't matter that they're in a smaller TV market and I don't know it, it sure I mean the fact that that Los Angeles was so important to the Big 10 and that you know UCLA in particular because I don't you know think they they draw nearly the eyeballs that that USC does and they sure don't put people in their stadium at least not not recently um UCLA is such an doesn't it doesn't it feel like USC like pulled up in a Lamborghini outside UCLA and was just like, hey, we're going to the Big Ten. Get in. Yes, except for this. And I'm coming off of I've been watching and reading a lot about the uh, different basketball recruiting scandals for something I'm working on. And UCLA carries so much weight in college sports still. And maybe I'm just going off of their shoe deals. Like they make so much money. Like that Under Armour deal they had is absurd. Like they're just crazy money, and you're like, why? Like their their basketball program clearly has like this pedigree. Like there's no doubt about that. But they're they're not better than Arizona over the last twenty years, and it's it's wild there's the cachet that that school still carries. Um. So, but yes, that is my feeling that that, that USC was like, yeah, you're you're riding shotgun in our sports car because we just hired Lincoln Riley, and yeah, I guess Chip Kelly's still there for you. Is he going to care now that he's in the Big Ten? Will he, will he start trying again, or is he just going to continue to catch cash his his checks? Um, John Canzano, I wonder. I don't know if you've seen this yet. He tweeted About the uh, the legislature. Yes. So. John Canzano, who is formerly the Oregonian, hosts a radio show in Portland, now has his own Substack. Uh, this is his tweet. Spoke to lawmakers in Washington and Oregon today. There's a movement afoot to emphasize that the public and taxpayers do not want public Pac-12 universities split from each other. The effort, if successful, would keep OSU Oregon together and Wazoo Washington together. Uh, this, this seems like 
something that's very believable, given given the uh, the state of our 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 legislators and how consistently stupid they are this feels like a lot like the the barn door being closed after after the two prized steer have run off yeah uh i would be stunned i would have been absolutely shocked if the reaction among some legislators was anything other than this i mean this was all like this was always seen as a potential hurdle that you know washington and washington state Whatever the fans might think through football or basketball or, or any manner of athletics, they've always seen themselves as you know kind of a brotherhood, and they're Wazoo being the slower younger brother. <laughs> that was that was Danny, not not Christian, by the way. <laughs> yeah, man, I like the Cougs, and I hope that they win a lot because I know how how much of a beating their self esteem takes every time we hold their head in the toilet. There's there's relationships there though. <laughs> On upper, uh, <laughs> blowing right past that. Um, look, the presidents the presidents get along. The athletic directors get along. They I think they see themselves kind of to you know as something something as as partners sort of representing the state of Washington. And I I do think that yeah, there's a lot of people in Olympia who cringe at the thought of of those two schools not being in the same conference especially when it's it's basically going to be one of them making that decision you know it's not something being done to them it would be the university of washington saying we're leaving for the big 10 or we're leaving for for this other opportunity and we're leaving you behind if washington has the opportunity to go to the big 10 and and doesn't because of wazoo i'm going to be furious See, like, so that's that's the other that, part of it, though. I don't I don't think it would be a deal breaker. I think there'd yeah. be a lot of people upset about it if it's what Washington feels it can get done. Yeah, and and what it got, you got to go. And, yeah, and any go. any of these any of these legend. I mean, I guess I can't really even threaten to not vote for anyone anymore because I don't live in the state. But anybody who throws themselves in front of this, look, they'll still play Wazoo, and you can have the little and. Ideally, I'd like them to stay together. But if Washington, given what's happened, if Washington has the opportunity to go to the Big Ten, I want I want Washington to go to the Big Ten. I, I absolutely I don't want anything to prevent them from going to the Big Ten. I don't like that we've now entered this college football universe where Washington and Oregon going to the Big Ten is is the logical next step and and what they should be working toward. I don't like that that's where we're at. But assessing it objectively. They have to do everything they can to make that happen. Yeah, and it sounds like it. If it's going to happen, it's not going to be. It's not imminent. You know, from no. from what the reporting is, it's going to um, have to. They're going to have to be a second or a third choice. And it, you know, if you play devil's advocate, you'd say, look, if you if you take geography out of it, which we seem certainly seem to be doing, um, you from a competitive balance standpoint you wouldn't have Oregon State in the same conference as Oregon anymore with the way that the revenues changed and the way that Oregon has invested and what they're able to spend and all these sort of things. And from like from a resource standpoint, you go across the power conferences and you compare the most well-resourced athletic department to the least resourced athletic department. And it's like, wait a second, these, you know, these schools are competing for the same conference championship. And it's that it's that way in all of FBS, you know. Alabama and Ohio University ostensibly are competing for the same national title every year, right? Even though, not really. 
Yeah. Right. So not really. So and that's the it, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with that take. Um but it is you know it's it college football has become professionalized but in the NBA and in the NFL everybody has spends the same on on their roster and spends right, the same on their coaching staff and so that's that's the one like huge huge difference between actual pro sports and what college the the, the version of pro football that college football is becoming it's funny that you because it's a it's a really good point that there aren't the same guardrails or parity inducing measures in college sports yet at the same time some of the things that have happened in terms of football strategy have minimized the advantage that those traditional powers like essentially the spread offense mm-hmm. and that pass happy has neutralized the advantage that big schools like the power schools used to have because they would just have 20 linemen that were stronger than everybody and they just beat the hell out of you and and a lot of these pass and spread offenses are essentially built to minimize the the size disadvantage that you would have against a traditional powerhouse school yet the economics of the sport have piled up and more than offset those sort of changes in schedule where you can have a school that jumps up and is all of a sudden really effective or, or punches above its weight. But long term, it's it's become it's become so slanted toward the heavyweights. And that's what you're seeing with the conferences. Like I, we'll see how long Clemson holds out as the heavyweight in the ACC, because, man, everything else it, they're they're going to be sort of the the. The, the school that stands atop a conference and the SEC is going to have all of the resources in the massive TV deal. The other thing is, if we go to this this model of two super leagues, for example, if the SEC expands to 20 or 24, if the Big Ten expands to 20 or 24 or whatever, you're going to have, I mean, what would you say? There's 15 to 20 programs that think they should win 10 games every year. Something like that. Even if even if the back half, back quarter of that is a little bit delusional. Yeah, yeah. And so, how many of those are going to actually do it? Understand yeah. that they're just by sheer math they're going to be relegated to go. Uh, some of you have to go seven and five. Yep. Some some yeah. of you have to go four and eight. You yeah. know. So are, are we? Is uh, you know, if Auburn falls off to a point where they're in the five, six win range every year. They're going to fire their coach every two years. Maybe Auburn's a bad example because they probably would do that anyway, but um, he survived. That's the weirdest thing. That's the weirdest (laughs) thing. He's still down there. Well, some of that though, I mean, like there were rumors that were just, that's just completely false you know, about his personal life that were just so over the line and you wonder who leaked that out. And so I, I got to feeling bad for him. I did too. I I completely did as well. Like he's kind of a goofball. Um, but yeah, where I was like, dude, people are playing dirty pool trying to get him fired or to make him quit. It was, yeah, but they're going to go 11 and one. Just, just absolutely flaunt it, but yeah, man. Like Illinois, like we think of Illinois as an afterthought, right? Like Illinois is this program that doesn't really matter in the Big Ten, and like, Illinois' body of work and w- what 
there's going to be some teams in the Pac-12, if they jump over there, that are going to be Illinois-ish, right? Like, if, is Washington going to be significantly better than Illinois on a year-in, year-out basis? Not in basketball, probably. And, and, and football, we'll see. Washington's been really uneven. And creating those superpower, the super conference, I mean, Washington is going to be much more of a mid even if even if we're slightly delusional now and we think that that as Washington fans like I like to think it's like a top th- like it should be in the Rose Bowl conference win the conference twice every every decade should be mm-hmm. in the conversation for a, a conference title in November each year like those those sort of things if you go into a super conference in the Big 10 you Washington's going to be much closer to to mid than it is going to be to the upper echelon there's no doubt about that doesn't it feel like that's way too far down the list of considerations when you hear people talk about this wait can you actually compete in the big like you sure ohio state michigan penn state wisconsin michigan state like that's the thing though that this is where i get into how does it help the fans again is this a good thing for the fans and i don't think it is i don't think any of these things are good for fans i think that there is a novelty and an excitement that comes with it because you think about, oh, you're going to get regular games against these new foes and you're going to be included in, in, in one of the – you go from being in one of the top five conferences to being one of the only schools chosen from your conference to be in the Big Ten. Like there's this feeling of luster or like that you're an elite. Yeah, you feel and, wanted. And, man, you get there and it's – you're going to be much closer. I, you're not going to win more games. Washington's not going to win more no. games because it's in the Big Ten. Like that's, and is that going to be better? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm still going to be a Washington fan, and you you can't fight City Hall. But none of this stuff. <laughs> I guess the players like it because they'll play. But I don't even know if it benefits the student athlete experience. I don't know if like this will be better for the players. The people it's better for are the TV executives, mm-hmm. and then. And then the college administrators, like that's that's who this is best for, and and the coaches because the I mean you yeah. think you think salaries are bloated now, my yeah. God. You say maybe the players like it. I would say maybe the football players like it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Imagine, because, I mean, yeah. the and, you know that's that's being discussed a lot, right? Uh, these USC and UCLA's Olympic sports traveling you know usc doesn't play softball but the baseball teams ucla's softball team um water polo all the all yeah. that stuff i mean oh, the, that's the, right ucla is gonna mop can you imagine like ucla water polo like are well they, does does minnesota have a water polo team do they train in their lakes up there how many more hours though are you at are you sitting on oh, airplanes every year not only you know? that, but are you going to have... I saw somebody saying, like, we're, they're going to make special travel accommodations. I was like, to me, that sounds like three-week road trip. Like, that's what it sounds like to me, that you're going to be gone. And Maybe guaranteed unlike, charters or something like that, for, for even for the Olympic sports? I don't know. It, it's still so much more time. And unlike football and basketball, which we talk about as they're, they're professionalized college sports, and... Not all of the players have professional ambitions, but a fair amount. Like it, that is driven by athletic ambition. Those programs, like in the Olympic sports, you've got a lot of people that are students. I mean, that their their primary objective is is not is not their athletic career. Primary objective, they're dedicated to their sport, but they balance it with their academics, and that's going to be much harder for them. 
I've already found it remarkable, like how much time you must spend out of class if you're a Pac-12 baseball or softball player. Like Washington softball team, you can look at their non-conference schedule. It's tournaments in Arizona, Hawaii, California, because you can't play non-league games at home in Seattle. They'd all get rained out, so they they really only have a small number of those. And you know, so now like for UCLA, which is a great great program by the way, won the Pac-12 last year, and um, they're all. Seems like they're always in the World Series. They won a bunch of national titles, all that stuff. Yeah, if I, 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 I see that news come across Twitter. I'm a UCLA softball player. I'm going like, oh, Big Ten. Like, all right, all right. And and you don't obvious... get pumped to go up and play in Minnesota. Like, yeah, give me some Ann Arbor. Give me Ann Arbor in March. Michigan's good, at least. You know, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but is that better? I don't know. I like I. Using the softball specific example, the Pac-12 is such a great softball league that level of competition wouldn't, I guess, wouldn't factor into it. But I mean, we all know it's all about football. Even even men's basketball is is probably hardly a, a consideration in these things. But yeah, I mean, just you mentioned the it's it's going to be good for the TV executives and good for the administrators. I'm just thinking if I'm an athlete, football is one thing. You only play 12 games. Only half of them are on the road. You charter, you know, so you'll have longer flights. But whatever. All the other sports their lives are going to get harder and they're not going to see a dime of any of that extra revenue other than in the form of like, Oh, Hey, we remodeled the weight room every year instead of every other, you know, is, do you know what uh coach DeBoer's wolf was about? Like he sent out a wolf today. Yeah. It was a cornerback named Leroy Bryant from Anaheim. So he committed to Washington, even though Washington might end up in the big sky. He did, yeah. Woohoo! It does take some uh, some shine off this recruiting run, doesn't it? Well, it's, we'll just see how it all shakes out. When when do you think there's an answer about where Washington is in 2024? Do you think that's weeks away? Do you think it's months away? If the Big Ten really is standing pat, I gotta think that still that still remains the goal for Washington. They're gonna have to come up with some answers. I mean, the timing of this is amazing. Like the the new fiscal year starts today. Anamari Kause begins her tenure today as the chair of the executive committee of the PAC 12, meaning that while she's literally chairing the executive committee overseeing the conference, she might at the same time be maneuvering to, to leave the conference, to leave it, Man. you know, no. or to, so I, that's, that's an interesting factor. Obviously the PAC 12 is going to, is, you know, they got to go to the negotiating table here for for this next media rights deal, and I'm just wondering, like, what are they going to sell? Like, are they? It's pretty much impossible to guarantee like commitments from every one of the remaining schools. That like, okay, so we're gonna go, we're gonna go tell ESPN and Fox or Apple TV or Amazon or whoever that this is our inventory. You got to promise you're still gonna be here when this contracts. I mean, that's a that's a pipe dream. So. I, I don't know that there's going to be resolution real soon, um, other than just to know that it's it's unresolved. You know, I don't think Washington. I don't anticipate them coming out and making any sort of like definitive. We're we're sticking with we're committed to West Coast Conference football, whatever it looks like type of statement. I think it could be in flux for a while because I do think the Big Ten needs to remain the goal, even if they're being told right now that like, you know, if if those reports are are true and accurate and you know that's that's the whole story and everything even if that's the case i don't think you just you give up on that or or shelve it necessarily 
All right. Pac-12 now has 10 members. I mean, USC and UCLA will still play this season. But just assuming those two guys go, which are the first two in line to replace them? Is it Boise State, San Diego State? I think that's the consensus. Um, I feel like uh, there could be some sneaky options in the Big 12, although I don't know how willing any of the Big 12 schools would be to commit to a West Coast conference that is completely in flux and that now it's next to most high-profile members, Washington, Oregon, or are probably going to be looking to leave. Um, if so, like I, I think Texas Tech would be an interesting an interesting option to look at. I know some people have suggested SMU kind of for the same reason. If you want to, you Pac-12 wants to get into Texas and I like their colors. Snag some of that market. Well, and you could really jumpstart the the NIL stuff out here if you had SMU. You know, just historically. <laughs> I don't know how no. in on that they are now, but the Pony Express, inspi- yeah, they're like we're, we're leaders in the pay for play. You could inspire, <laughs> you could inspire them by adding them to a power conference. Uh, uh, I, I would also say this: What about the my idea, my long held idea to let Gonzaga in, but force them to play football? Like, <laughs> like you, you, you get to come in and play basketball, but you have to field a football team. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care how it is, and you can't forfeit. Like Just you with who's on to, campus. <laughs> you have to field a football team. <laughs> I'd totally take it. Like, because I know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna absolutely destroy Washington and hoops. But I would absolutely take that for being able to play mid football. Well, and I, I think that'd be great television. <laughs> at least for the first at least for the first couple of years. Watch it. How would you sell that? We have what can only be described as a snuff film. <laughs> watch them watch them get it rolling though. <laughs> like they just just start smoking them. by their by their by their third year they're like five and seven and everybody's like oh my oh my god like Gonzaga's Gonzaga's putting it together that would be unbelievable and it's few and he's doing I just get a bunch of kids together that really like to play like we've just got a system it's fault and nobody can explain it yeah that would that sounds about like how things would go for Washington they're pull they're pulling high three star kids out of Seattle. You know, every every year they got some foreign kid we've never heard of who comes over here, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, he's incredible, absolutely phenomenal. And like, yeah, it's part of our international scouting network. Book it. All right, Christian. I I think that that's I think this has been pretty good for an an emergency pull up uh to for the for the fracturing of the of the Pac-12. We we do need to to make a commitment to get back on board with the say who say pod though. We do, yes. Sometime in the next two weeks, we got a holiday next week. So, but maybe sometime in the next two weeks, we'll put out, put out another podcast. Let's do it. I think we can. I think we can commit to that. All right.